Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf Online. At SunburyMotors.com for Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous lineup. A pre-owned inventory. All the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15. Hummels worth online at SunburyMotors.com. Second half of my conversation with uh, Micah Shrewsbury in the next half hour. We'll talk to Gabe Sinecropi in a moment, but first our play-by-play call of the day. Big-time crossover. Keep your distance. Anderson coming off the bench, trying to bend on him. Almost impossible. How you've about been... the lingerie on the deck? Yeah, you've been sitting there watching it. You come in cold. Swing it. <laughs> I love Raftery, man. <laughs> he is... Um... Exactly the same off the air as he is on the air. And he's beloved. I remember Bill walking into Madison Square Garden for it was a Big Ten tournament game. It was the night Penn State played Ohio State in the quarters uh, in 2018. And he comes over to Dick and me and he's talking with Dick and me. And the fans are like, Bill, Rav, hey, Rav, Rav, Rav. And he has no ego. I mean, I'm talking none, zero. He's just down to earth as down to earth gets, and he's fun. He's fun. And he's really, I mean, you listen to how he calls the game, though. He's really smart. I mean, yeah, he'll, he'll throw you know, a little lingerie in the deck, organize those puppies. Well, that's just part of whatever. But now listen to what he actually is saying about the game. He's one of those analysts that really, when the game is done, you know more about the game you just watched and more about the game, period. He's, he's, a, he's a wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. Stevie Jones, do you like the round ball better than the oblong ball? <laughs> Never forget that one. Like, you got it. Really? <laughs> All right. Somebody who, like me, does enjoy the round ball, except it's uh, stitched and smaller compared to a basketball is baseball. That is uh, my good friend Gabe Sinecropi, Williamsport Crosscutters. It is so fun, my friend, to have this conversation because better things are coming. You better believe it, Steve Jones. How you doing, buddy? It's great to be here. It's, it's uh, great to have you on. It's a, a lot of fun. Um, you and I had a couple of conversations on the show about, okay, let's see how this goes. In the end, the concept of the MLB Draft League, what made it a really good fit for Williamsport, and what's your level of excitement for this concept? Well, our our level of excitement first, Steve, is is pretty high. Um, You know, we feel, and we'll get into it, but we feel overall that the, the level of play and the baseball itself 
has uh, a great shot to be better. Um, you know, because of the type of talent that is expected to be in the MLB Draft League, the top draft-eligible players from across the country. So, in essence, and there's only six teams in the league, which really makes it uh, like virtually six all-star teams, right? Instead of getting prospects from just one team, in our case it was the Philadelphia Phillies, you're, you're getting their draft choices, uh, some are high round draft choices. Some are, you know, thirtieth round draft choices, and and everywhere in between. So you really only have a few prospects. These teams could be loaded with top prospects. So when we would ordinarily have, in any given year, maybe three, four, maybe five of our players eventually see time in the major leagues. Right. Odds are we're going to see many more players on every individual team eventually see time in the major leagues. I'm not going to put an exact number on it yet because we haven't we haven't gotten things rolling, but you know, exponentially higher number of future major leaguers on these six teams than you would ordinarily have on a former New York Penn League team. So it's really exciting. Yeah, and that's uh, that's what I think that um, I completely agree with you. It's interesting you bring that up because today at the Micah Shrewsbury press conference, now obviously I got asked questions about the new basketball coach, and then I got asked a couple of questions about the potential for Phil Stadium in the fall. Well, I got several questions about this MLB draft league, and that's exactly what I told them. I told them, I said, look, the level of baseball is going to be higher. I said, with all due respect, the 19-year-olds – playing the game didn't really give me a lot of confidence in the game. Or even 18-year-olds in some cases, right? So, you know, some of those guys five years later could be top stars in the major leagues, right? But but at the time they're playing in the New York Penn League, they're young, they're raw. So, uh, now we're going to see overall a more mature, deeper type squad with really unlimited potential. And so it's really exciting. And the great thing about it, Steve, is that, uh, quite frankly, the strong arm of Major League Baseball is behind it. They run the league. Uh, They have a vested interest in the success of this league because they have a plan. And this is part of that plan, whether it's a plan that, you know, that every person agrees with or doesn't agree with. This is their plan. And the MLB Draft League is an integral part of it. So we're real happy to be a part of it. And I I think really overall with where minor league baseball was going um, vis-a-vis what MLB wanted it to be, that this is ultimately a much better long-term fit for Williamsport. So we're very happy about it. Yeah, and for State College. I mean, I agree yeah, with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We're real happy that a, State College is part of it, too, because, you know, we have such a, a long relationship since uh, since they came into being. So it's a good rivalry, and we want to keep that going. Uh, there's, there's another element, too, and it's, this is minor, but comfort enters into this. Uh, Mahoney Valley's still there. State College is still there. West Virginia is still there. Yeah, Trenton and Frederick are two add-ons. But they're looking at the schedule, and it looks like some of the same names. And I think that adds – I think a fan likes comfort, too. 
It does. And, you know, as you said, four of the six teams are, are New York Penn League teams, former New York Penn League teams. And, you know, in the very beginning when we were first talking about this back in the fall, um, the the name, you know, we were looking at still keeping the, even keeping the New York Penn League name. Yeah. Uh, again, for just what you said, you know, comfort, familiarity for fans to, to understand that, hey, this isn't such a, a huge departure from, from what it was. Um, but then, you know, the idea came up of, heck, why not have MLB in this because it's their league and it helps add credibility to, to the whole thing. So um, I, I think MLB Draft League tells you what it is. Um, it's part of MLB. Uh, these are, you know, draft-eligible top prospects, and, and I think MLB Draft League is is a great choice. You have made some fabulous additions to the ballpark. Now you've got the MLB Draft League. What's the reaction been within the community to the combination now of the two? Uh, it's been positive, but you know we're we're in such a strange time, and you know, <laughs> yeah, <I noticed. laughs> admittedly, we we don't have as much contact with all of our fans as we usually would right now, and in, in over the last year. But anecdotally, and the fans that uh, we do talk to, and and our sponsors and and partners on, on the advertising side. Everybody's been very positive, and, you know, nary a negative word, because what we say is this. When you come to the ballpark, it's going to be the same thing. Your experience is going to be the same. You know, our team is still the crosscutters. We're still playing many of the same opponents. Um, you know, we still it's still three outs in inning and nine innings a game. <laughs> uh, you know, we're getting in many regards the same types of players we're getting them now six weeks before the draft when before yes. we got them a week or two after the draft right. so with the draft moving from the beginning of june to the all-star break in mid-july um, it just it just changes you know dates here but you know half of the team it's still kind of the same except Deeper in, in all top prospects, not just three or four or five top prospects from your one organization. And we say, look, you know, you, my friend, are a fan of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and you're a fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're a fan of the L.A. Dodgers. Well, now you can see players that potentially will be part of those teams uh, in the future because these guys can be drafted by any of the 30 MLB teams. So, you know, instead of being an affiliate of just one major league team, we're an affiliate of all 30, and that's that's the way I look at it. That's a great way to look at it. It's exactly what I was telling somebody today. I said, look, you could have a player out there that was drafted by the Cardinals, a player drafted by the Giants, a player drafted by – well, I didn't want to hurt the Marlins uh, – <laughs> drafted by the Yankees. I said, you could have – you know, I said they could all be drafted, and they're going all over the place. There are a lot of guys to follow. So, Gabe, yeah. state guidelines have to obviously be followed. You know that, that's right. going to be an important part too. So, how are you going about ticket sales right now? Are you doing it under the guise of what, at the moment, the governor says as of April fourth? 
Is that how you're going about it right now with the idea you can expand it later? Yeah, that's that's exactly the case. And Steve, I know you know the cutters and and minor league teams and other teams in the draft league. I know we're we're all a little late to the party in in talking about ticket sales, and that's because things are changing so much. You know, once we put something in place for a certain amount of time, as far as tickets go, we've got to pretty much keep that in place. Uh, until so, uh, let me explain it another way. Most teams are only opening up tickets for a certain amount of time, for a certain number of games, so that they can then pivot again right. if the situation gets relaxed. So, in our case, in, in letters to our season ticket holders and uh, mini plan people and people in our various clubs, they're just going out this week and uh, as we speak, literally. And when we open tickets up to the general public, which will be May the 10th, they'll have two weeks before our season starts to to begin getting these tickets. Um, When we do that, we're only opening up May and June. And we would only open up May, except we only have two home games in May. So uh, there's just not enough there. So we're doing May and June. So once we commit to, to the way... We're doing things on May 10th. It will go through June 30th. We'll then pivot in July for July and August if, in fact, things change. You know, right now it's 50 per- up to 50% capacity with social distancing in place. And that's, that's the key, the social distancing. You see 50% and you say, hey, we can get 50% in the ballpark. Well, no way you can't. No, that's not uh, how it works. Yeah, I don't know a ballpark uh, with, with all my, you know, friends and colleagues around all sports. We're all between 25 and 35%. That's, mm-hmm. that's as high as we can get yeah. with social distancing at six feet. So it's been it's been fun putting together seating charts. Uh, I think everybody around sports now is is an expert in in seating charts in their stadiums because you've kind of put together it's a Tetris puzzle, and you're you're figuring out how you can get the maximum number into your park in these pods, these pods of two. You'll you'll hear the word pod all the time now, right? Two, four, six. And you have to buy that amount of tickets. You have to purchase one of those pods to, you know, to get in. In our case, we have a 2,500-seat stadium, a small one. And it makes it more challenging because we have in our first level, which is called field reserve, we have about 600 seats. Right. Well, we have 400 season ticket holders in those 600 seats. So the social distance... 400 people with six feet in a space of 600 seats is impossible. So, you know, we have too many season tickets for social distancing in some of these sections. So it's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. But we'll be on a total voucher system, and people will turn those vouchers in for tickets uh, in advance online uh, and pick their pods, et cetera. Um, it's it's going to be different, but I think people are hungry to get out and do anything, mm-hmm. let yes. alone come out to the ballpark and have a hot dog and a beverage and 
hang out. Um, it will certainly look different. It will feel a little different, but it's going to feel better than our summer that we had last year. That I can guarantee. No, uh, no question. How do you want to handle concessions? Uh, and how do you and and how much uh, touchless opportunities are there with, within this? Yes, so previously uh, here at Historic Bowman Field, when you came in the ballpark, we took your ticket. You know, we didn't have scanners. Uh, We'll now have scanners at the gates, so we don't have to touch your ticket. It can be scanned. Um, That's number one. Number two, uh, for ordering food and beverage, uh, you'll be able to do it on an app with your phone, and it can be delivered to you. Uh, you'll still have the option to go to the concession stand, but we are certainly pushing uh, people to use their phone, do it on uh, the Cutter's Fan Food app. You place your order, it goes right to the, the concessions, and it gets delivered to your seat. So you have those those opportunities. No money exchanging hands, all done, you know, via your phone. So we're we're looking forward to debuting that uh, as well. So that means you know lots of uh, you know lots of runners doing doing the food yeah. and beverage operations, and and we're looking forward to implementing that though. And and you know game by game, we figure that that will become more popular because that will be 100% new, and it's just going to take time for people to embrace it and to use it, but I think eventually they will. Once they use it once, I think they'll use it again and again. Yeah, exactly. Gabe, we'll do this again a couple more times. That way everybody can be updated with the latest information. I really appreciate the fact you did this today, and uh, the Cutters are going to have a great summer, I know it. Thanks, Steve. Much appreciated. Appreciate being on the show, and uh, I'll be listening, buddy. Absolutely, and I'm looking forward to being there. So, you know, we're looking forward to being there. Thank you so much, Gabe. Thanks, Steve. Gabe Sinecropi joining us from the Williamsport Crosscutters. We'll take a break. My second half of the conversation with Micah Shrewsbury, the new head basketball coach at Penn State, coming up in the next half hour. Um, and Matt, in order to stay up for the second game tonight, napped through that uh, interview. Uh, of course not. You did that for cool long, though. No, I, I am all ears all the time. You got to ten forty-five last night. Ten forty-five. I mean, when Arkansas came back and won, you, you like it was all news to you today. Something like that. No, Baylor won. Arkansas never got the lead. All right, we'll come back. When, like I always say, play with the lead. That's why that double-digit thing was so important. Play with the lead. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Great to have you with us on the show today, brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia. Roots 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Great time to buy, great time to deal. Um, it's a beautiful day to go out to the lot. <clears throat> Take a look. Gorgeous out. Second half of my conversation with Micah Shrewsbury in the next half hour. First half was yesterday. You can check it out on our podcast. 
which Matt has so artfully put together. He did. He's done a few things right away that I just sit back and say, wow, very comfortable in his own skin, and he gets it. He paid tribute today to both Patrick Chambers and Jim Ferry for the jobs they did. Very comfortable in his own skin. He then, we already know he's hired Adam Fisher, Penn Stater. He is retaining at some position on the staff Nick Colella, Penn Stater. He's retaining at some position on the staff the school's all-time leading scorer, Taylor Battle. Now, obviously, the next hires are probably going to not going to be Penn Staters, but those three moves have shown me a lot about his character and personality. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show is brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. They have the brand names I'm interested in, Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Maybe pre-owned inventory fits your budget right now. Plenty of that, wide selection, and all with the Sunbury Motors guarantee and a service department, by the way, that backs up every purchase along the way. They take care of the complicated. They take care of the routine, very much like Matt on this show. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Great time to deal. Great, great deals out there to be had as well, all at Sunbury Motors. Michael Shrewsbury had his introductory press conference today at Penn State to be the new head basketball coach. Thursday, I had an opportunity to talk with him. Part one was yesterday, part two today. Coach Adam Fisher returns to Penn State. He was your first hire on the staff. What drew you, you to him and what he's been able to do in his career, especially at Miami with Jim Laranega? Ah, uh, just I mean, what a stud. Like I I, I was fortunate, uh, you know, when 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 I got this job, I really zeroed in on him. And you know, his relationship with, with Coach Laranega at Miami and my relationship with Coach Larenega's son on the Celtics allowed me to have a little bit of a relationship with Adam. But knowing who he is as a person, um, our values really matched in a line the more that we started talking. So I, I was I was thrilled to try and get him back, you know, and then, you know, the bonus of that is is he's a Penn State guy and he loves this place. You know, he, he has Penn State blue and white blood running through him, and he's going to be a huge part of what we do. And, and I was thrilled when he said, you know, he and Rebecca and Olivia were going to come up here and, and help, you know, really push this thing forward because, you know, he's a rising superstar in our business. And I, I well, he's just going to do fantastic things here. Where are you right now in, in making progress on the rest of the staff? Because obviously Adam was an important component, but not the last. Uh, we're moving along. You know, being able to get Adam, uh, get him here, have another, you know, set of eyes, uh, have some, some more boots on the ground uh, has really been helpful. Um, we're going we're gonna to try and knock out the rest of the staff here soon, and we're working on it. You know, we'll, we'll have an announcement uh, Hopefully soon, once we 
kind of zero in and finalize everything. But, you know, I, I want a diverse amount of experience uh, with our group. And, you know, the main thing is with Adam, like our values need to all match. And, you know, we're not going to be all similar personality-wise, but if our values match and we're trying to do the best for our guys, like give everything we have for our guys to have a great student-athlete experience, um, that's the kind of staff I want to put together. Guys that are excited to be here, guys that are eager and ambitious, um, guys that want to, you know, be loyal and give everything they have to our players um, and help them succeed as much as possible. So we'll have a, a good group of guys. I'm excited to announce them once we finalize it. And I think, you know, the community will be excited about them as well. Micah, what about now the recruiting part? Now the early signing period came and went. Now the late signing period's coming up. But then there'll be a, a evaluation in the summer where it sounds like it's trending toward you can actually be with people. Uh, where does that stand for you right now? Because you're a relationship person, and how important is it going to be for you to be actually face-to-face with people so you can start building those relationships? It is. It is going to be important um, you know, because – that's how you know who's the right fit. You know, we, we don't want to just go and get the most talented kid if he's not a great fit for Penn State. You know, if we can find a kid that's the right fit for us, he's going to excel here, and that's who we want. Now, if that person is a really talented player and he's a great fit, then, then kudos and bonus to that. Uh, but we're going to find the right fits for our staff, for our program, and that's how we're going to go about it. And, and a big part of that is, is really digging into these guys and getting a chance to know them, recruit them, spend time talking to the people around them to make sure they're the right fit. Um, and we'll do that. We'll, we'll, you know, we're going to do that. We can do it through our Zoom calls to get a chance to do as much face-to-face as we can right now. Um, we do it, you know, a lot of phone calls and a lot of things go into it, and then hopefully, you know, if things clear up in the fall, we'll get them to campus and get a chance to meet us, you know, see our vision instead of hearing our vision, um, and then, you know, see the Penn State community rally around these other athletic teams, you know, whether it be football or volleyball or soccer, whatever it may be, you know, show the support that this university is going to give to those programs and that same support is what you know we're hoping to get as well and we want to show those recruits you know the the Penn State Nittany Lions spirit all right now it come when it comes to the transfer portal obviously that's available as well and you have to do your due diligence there hundreds of players are in it including obviously some players that played for Penn State this past season how are you right now in terms of establishing relationships with your current team at the moment? Because every coach across the country, every coach almost feels like they're in a position where they have to re-recruit their team. Yeah, I think with the new rules, that it's going to be something that comes up every year. I think you spend your time re-recruiting your team, but I think you re-recruit your team throughout the entire season. And if they know that you have their back, if you're willing to you know, give everything you have to them. If they're being treated the right way, if they feel like you have their development in mind and you're making them better players, you know, the less you have to re-recruit them. Now, the guys that are here, 
you know, it's all new to them. And I'm brand new to them. And, and we've had a chance to have face-to-face meetings. We've had a lot of phone calls. We've had a lot of FaceTime. And we're building that relationship. And, you know, I, I'm hopeful and I have my fingers crossed that the guys feel the same way about me that I feel about them. Um, and, and I told them all, I, I want them all back. You know, I, w- I want every single one of you guys back because I know how talented they were. And I know how close-knit of a bond that they had. You know, I saw up close and personal how hard they played. And there's something special. And you can't always find that same bond in a different locker room. You may not have that same role in a different locker room. And you know you can have that here. And it's a, it's a blank slate for me. It's an open book, and, and everybody is brand new, and I'm brand new to them. But we're, we're building a relationship, uh, but we're actively recruiting at the same time because, you know, I have to do what's, what's best for Penn State. And at the end of the day, all of my decisions go towards what's best for Penn State. And, you know, if, if those guys choose, I, I said I want what's best for them. And if they choose that or they decide that Penn State's not the best thing for them, then then we'll move on. I wish them the best, but we'll move on and find guys that really fit what we want to do and are ready to contribute right away because, you know, there are so many people in the transfer portal and there are good players in the transfer portal. So um, we'll find the right guys for us, and, and we'll be ready to go um, this summer, this fall, and when the season starts. Well, even through the face mask on BTN, I could see the smile today. All right? So <laughs> I, I could see that. Early on, you said Adam Fisher. He's a Penn Stater. Well, you know what? Micah Shrewsbury, you're a Penn Stater. Welcome. It's great to have you with us. Thanks so much for the time. Well, thank you. I, I am. I, I truly am excited. Uh, I was smiling big through that through that mask today, and you know it's great to see uh, the football guys have their day. And I hope one day, you know, plenty and plenty of scouts are coming through and watching us uh, because that means we're doing something special here as well. So um, stick with us. We're we're excited. We can't wait to get going. Uh, we're going to have a good group of guys, and we're going to make everybody proud. That's our goal each and every night. Micah Shrewsbury, the head basketball coach of the Penn State at New Orleans. We will come back, wrap it up in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Seaway, the other guys, force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors Way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years.
backup music. When he's just in a kind of logy mood. <laughs> it's, uh... it's smooth, baby. Yeah, it's, it's that's exactly how I would describe him, smooth. <laughs> In fact, his theme song used to be Smooth Operator. Oh. Uh, Let's just stop right there. <laughs> he never understood why there was laughter in the room when he played it. And we were like, hey. Yeah, but let's just move on. You don't get it? That's your business. <laughs> That's your business. <laughs> this show's the worst. Oh, my goodness. Uh, when you are in a position like Micah Shrewsbury's in, something you want to see right away is how comfortable is that individual in their own skin? And he sure is comfortable in his own skin. He talked about having the chip on the shoulder. It's interesting because I t- every time I talk to my students in broadcasting, I said, look, you're going to get a lot of no's along the way. I said, but all you need is for one to say yes. And at that point on, I said, you can use as a chip on your shoulder to prove wrong all the people who said no. But also remember to make sure that you're putting everything you can into helping out the person who said yes. You're the ones that believed in you. And he talked about that today, essentially. It's the same thing I've talked about with my students over time. About, you know, you'll hear no, and then you'll hear yes. And then you can make it pay off at that point. And he's shown me that he is comfortable in his own skin because he has, he looked around and said, okay, what do I need to do here? Do I come in like with like a bulldozer and take care of everything? And we're just going to do my way or the highway? Well, I mean, he's the leader. There's no getting around it. He can do whatever he wishes. Yet he's had the ability to look at the big picture and say, you know what? Adam Fisher, who's a Penn State graduate, did dynamic work at Miami. Let's get him in here. He's exactly the kind of assistant coach I need, regardless of where he's from, and it's a plus that he's from Penn State. He looked at Taylor Battle and said, nah, I need to keep him on the staff. People are familiar with him. People know who he is, and Taylor did a really good job this past season. Now, what position he has in the organization, we'll we'll wait to see. And did the same thing with Nick Colella. And you still have Jonathan Salazar, the trainer, and you still have Greg Miskin as the strength and conditioning coach. So now you have five people there that have Penn State roots and also that the players on the current team are familiar with. Now, they don't know Adam Fisher. I mean, the the new players don't know Adam. Adam hasn't been here for a little while now. He's been... You know, he went to Villanova, then he went to Miami. But he comes back with a passion because of the love he has for this place. Now, the other hires, in all likelihood, are not going to be Penn State grads. That's fine. I mean, look, Patrick Chambers came in here, and he, you know, he didn't hire Penn State grads. 
but boy, Keith Ergo certainly fit in perfectly right away, and Ross Condon fit in perfectly right away, and you know, and Kevin Freeman was here for a couple of years. He did a great job. Dwayne Anderson for a couple of years fit in, did a great job. You know, you can go through the list. You don't have to be. My goodness, last time I checked, some guy that won 409 football games here was not a Penn State grad. So you don't have to be. But to keep a level of familiarity in the program and also as an outreach, Number one, you have, to, you have to be picking people that can do the job. Taylor Ballard can do the job. Nick Colella absolutely can do the job. You know, the jobs that they're going to be involved in. And Adam Fisher absolutely can. And Greg and Saz are established. I mean, established with track records of doing great work. It doesn't matter where they're from. It just turns out they're from Penn State. But that is important as an outreach to the alums that have played here, important to the guys that are on the current team now. There is, um, and that tells me something about him. He's aware of his surroundings. He doesn't have to do any of this stuff, but he feels it's the best thing for the program, and in turn, the best thing for Micah Shrewsbury. You won the press conference today. Now, of course, now you have to start winning the offseason. Then you have to start winning the preseason. Then you have to start winning in the season. But he won today. That is for sure. And I'm confident he's going to. I think he's going to do a great job. I think he's going to do a great job. The NFL, uh, Roger Goodell expects full stadiums this season. And the owners approved the 17-game schedule. Now, we all knew the owners were going to approve the 17-game schedule. I mean, that when it came up in the contract negotiations, you knew it was going to happen. I mean, they, they wanted 18. So the Eagles, by the way, uh, you know what this means. The Eagles will get the Jets. That's correct. And it'll be uh, on the road. The AFC is going to host all of the uh, the seventeenth games. So the Steelers will get Seattle. They work out so well. He's got to defend Russell Wilson. You get the Jets, a semi-pro team. Great. <laughs> well, depending uh, on where the wh- Eagles are, it may or may not be like watching a tickle fight, but we'll see. Washington's at Buffalo, the Giants at Miami, Cowboys at New England, Eagles at uh, the Meadowlands against the Jets, Seahawks will be at Hines against the Steelers, Rams are in Baltimore against the Ravens, Cardinals are at Cleveland, Niners are at Cincinnati, the Saints are at Tennessee, Tampa Bay is at Indianapolis, Carolina is at Houston, Atlanta is at Jacksonville, Green Bay is at Kansas City, the Bears will play in Las Vegas against the Raiders. The Vikings will go to an empty stadium to play the Chargers, even though they'll be letting fans in. And the Lions will be at Denver. Now, the Lions at Denver is interesting. You have to know your history here. We all know that the Jets won the first Super Bowl. But... They actually started playing preseason games against one another that season. 
And the Broncos were the first AFL team to beat an NFL team. They beat the Lions in a preseason game. That's a good nugget right there. We'll see if CBS picks up on it. All right. Uh, it's a true story. Okay, here's another one. It's a true story from that preseason. Kansas City played the Bears and destroyed them. Mm. Destroyed them. Uh, this league isn't so bad. <laughs> I mean, like, like Kansas City put up 66. Sixty-six points. It's what the Eagles put up in November. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm just making fun of you. <laughs> no, you're probably right, or close to it. So the Eagles start out the season one and zero. You'd think. I just don't like this idea in general for the seventeen games. Well, Gordon Gecko, I mean, Roger Goodell, uh, greed is good. Clearly. <laughs> Let's go for the cash. We just had a pandemic, and they can't, I mean, they really can't do expansion. So the 17th game is their quick cash. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Great place to spend that stimulus check. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com.